Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit LeiaHealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. We all know that jogging is good for our health, both physical and mental. But I think it's safe to say that the woman who sits across from me now would argue that running was about the only thing that got her through unimaginable trauma in the past and, and still does to this very day. Her name is Lorena Marr and she joins me now. Good morning, first of all. How are you? I'm good, Jen. How are you? It's great to have you in studio. Thank you so much for coming in and telling us your story. Um, can we go back to 2016? Yeah. And uh, let's talk about uh, Kevin for a second. Yeah, okay. So 2016, um, we got married in 2016, November, the 4th of November 2016. And we have two ki- had two kids before we got married. So thank God for that. Um, then a month later, literally a month and a day later, we were visiting my sister in London. Uh, just a little trip over to London. And that's, I suppose, the start of when my life turned upside down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Kevin was feeling probably a little bit, little bit under the weather those those couple of days. Now, when I say under the weather, yeah, I what mean, are we uh, talking? What kind of symptoms? Um, more like a cold, I suppose. Okay. It was a little bit quiet on the on the Friday, and then on the Saturday we were supposed to go into the city. And now he wouldn't have been the best patient in the world, so so he was a little bit moaning and complaining, <laughs> <laughs> okay. a little a little bit. Um, but I still kind of knew that he wasn't he wasn't himself. So I asked him, did he need to see the doctor or, you know, whatever else? And he said, no, no, he was fine. Um, a couple of points where I kind of thought, you know, he might have a temperature and he, he was rambling on a little bit. And I was like, God, OK. Um, and then he decided that he wouldn't come into the city. He'd follow in later on that day with my brother-in-law. So I said, are you sure? Are you sure you don't want me to stay at home? You know, we plans with the kids or whatever. And he was like, no, 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 you go, you go. And so we left Um, I left with my sister and the kids and that was fine. So I, I tried to ring him, I suppose, a good few times during the day um, and I spoke to him on the phone and he had decided that he wasn't going to follow into the city and that was fine. Um, I suppose as the evening went on, I became a little bit more anxious because like he hadn't seen his WhatsApps and he wasn't replying and stuff. Mm-hmm. I had a feeling that something maybe wasn't right now. I absolutely wasn't expecting what did happen. So we got home that evening and yeah, it's very strange. I just literally ran from my sister's car, dropped the handbag at the bottom of the stairs. I knew he was in the loft room. So lights were out kind of. I just I just had a bad, bad feeling. So yeah, um, yeah, that was it. I found him on the, on the floor and yeah, that, that was it. Obviously we, you know, we, called the ambulance mm-hmm. we called everything but there was no nothing that could be done wow mm. wow it's just hearing you say it it's it's quite a, a frightening thing I mean it can happen to anybody yeah. it's it's so sudden uh, and the fact that you had a feeling when you got to the door is yeah I definitely had some sort of feeling you knew something was off something but I still don't think I was expecting what, no. I, what I found no you know? absolutely not now I can understand if it's a bit of a blur but can you describe the aftermath of Kevin's sudden death for for yourself and your two kids and everyone else in his life. I mean, I can't imagine, I mean, first of all, dealing with losing someone, but the shock, yeah, the sudden shock of it happening. I mean, how, how well, did you you're, I think you're numb. I think I think you are literally numb. Um, so we were obviously in London, so that made things a little bit more complicated because, you know, Kevin's body had to be taken away. Yeah. He had to, it had to be investigated. Um, 
uh, oh, we had to go shopping for funeral clothes. We had to, you know, talk over and back to home about prayers and songs. Obviously, his parents at home and his brother, he had already lost a brother tragically in a car accident uh, the same month previous, to, 10 years previous to that. So, I mean, their family had an awful, an awful lot of um, sadness and grief mm-hmm. before before this. Um, my kids were very small, so you know Callum was eight and Layla Jane was five. So to try and distract them, I remember watching the recording of the toy show and like you know just think you just you just plod along. You, you're nearly you're numb, so yeah. you just you just carry on with life. Like I remember going to Zara and looking for black clothes. I remember just being like. Okay, I need a black jumper. I need a black trousers. And I remember getting really annoyed with the girl at the dressing room who did absolutely nothing. She was probably a tiny bit rude to me, but I was like, "Oh my god!" You know, so you're you have a lot of emotions inside, but you, but you're very numb, very very numb. Yeah. You often hear about bereavement counselling being really helpful in dealing with you know really tragic circumstances like this. Did you go down that road? Um, I did. I suppose you go down every route that you read about because you know when when you're dealt a card like this I suppose you look up okay what am I going to be feeling and you google like everyone googles everything you google okay what are the stages what are this what is that so obviously you're recommended to go to counselling um, I did bring the kids to counselling I brought them to Bernardo's who offered a great service that yeah. was great for them they didn't need to do it for long they were they're good and they were fine and I went down the road myself uh, Myself, I just, I just, it wasn't for me. Maybe I wasn't open enough to it. Um, I suppose I was very much of the frame of mind, sure, they're not going to bring him back and they're not going to fix my life. So why am I telling them? Mm-hmm. I remember it used to start with, okay, Lorena, how are you feeling today? And I used to, in my inside voice, be like, well, like, how, how do you, do you think, think I'm, I'm feeling? feeling? Yeah. So yeah, I did it. I did it probably four or five times. Do you know what? Um, I'm so glad you said that because... Um, there is this pressure or this perception that, you know, you go to bereavement counselling. It, it works. It, that's what it's there for. Yeah. It'll help you. And it's just not like therapy. It's just not for everyone. It's not for everybody. It's now, not. I wouldn't put anyone off. And I wouldn't say not. don't try Try it. Like try it, everything. It wasn't, yeah, try, <laughs> try everything. Try everything. Yeah. It just wasn't for me. Sure. Yeah, it wasn't for me. I, I, probably, I probably tried it a little bit too early as well. And I was very much... I was probably a bit defensive, like, oh, what, like, they can't, they can't fix me. They can't fix my life. So, you know, I suppose if I hadn't started running, if I hadn't found some solace in that, I maybe would have tried it again. And they say to try it until you find, you know, the therapist who's right for you. I didn't really give it that second try. You put on your runners, you laced up, you headed out the door. Was that an instinct? Is this something that you read again? Uh, no. So I would have dabbled in running a little bit and I joined a running group prior to Kevin's death. And I suppose I'd really started to enjoy it. Um, yeah, I, I would have been the person who would have took a notion, you know, and done a random 5K once a week, mm-hmm. you know, back in my 20s. But then joined the group prior to this, say the start of that year, and really started to enjoy it, like physically and, and you know, mentally. Um and I remember after Kevin died, like a few days later, I was like, I'll, I'll never, I'll never run again. I'll never be able to run again. I'll never, you know, and running was to the fore of my mind, which is really strange. Um, so I suppose I talked about it a bit, but I never felt ready. So a good friend of mine who, who coached the group was like, just, just try it. Like, go out again. Don't come back to group. Go out yourself yeah. and see. So I was like, OK. So I remember the day I said, OK, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the forest and I'm going to do it. And God, it really felt like a marathon that day now. Um, I ran a few K and I 
bald. I was going to say, was there tears on that day? I mean, bald. When I got back into the car, I'd say I sat in the car for 20 minutes and I literally bald. But I wasn't sad. It was like a release. Yeah. I obviously needed, really needed mm-hmm. to cry. Um, and I was like, God, I hated that run, but I love what it has done for me. I need to, I need to get back to running. Do you think being a mother as well, like you're dealing with and, you know, you're dealing with other people's grief as well and managing that, that when you're out on your own and you're running, it's really a moment in time for yourself. Yeah. There's nobody else there. Yeah, there's, there's nobody else you know, there. Just you. And Absolutely. You really and I that. think, I don't know, is it a distraction? I don't know. Like you could, I could go running for three hours and you could, you could say, oh, Lorena, what, like, what were you thinking of for those three hours? I don't listen to music. I honestly couldn't tell you. I think about everything and anything but I don't really stress. I don't worry. I I don't know. Are you focused on your steps? You're focused on your breathing. But it is, it just does something for me. And, you know, I, I, I'd i be the first to say I'm not always like, oh, I can't wait to go for my run. I am not like that at all. Queen <laughs> oh, of procrastinating. Good. Oh, good. <laughs> like I could say at nine o'clock in the morning, oh, I'm going now. I'm going. And I might go at seven o'clock that evening. I will always go though. I will always go. And like, I know by my mood, I'd say, like, I remember when the kids were younger, they'd be like, Mom, uh, did you run today? And <laughs> I, I know that they are really in their inside voice saying, you need to run yeah. today, Mom, because you're not as patient or, you know, I, I feel it. So is this your meditation, really? You know what I mean? People, you know, do different things. But this is really, you're in the moment, you're focusing on your breathing, your breath, you're in the, is, do you run on a treadmill ever? Is it always outdoors? Uh, always outdoors. Always outdoors. Always outdoors. Okay. Yeah, the the fresh air, and I know that sounds very cliche, and I, I don't mean it to sound like that, but yeah, just getting out, getting out, even if I have a bad run, even if I'm, you know, I don't go as far as I wanted to, or I don't go as fast as I wanted to, I always feel better. And it's not about speed, it's not about time, it's not about this, like, and, you know, a lot of people ask me, do you, oh, do you compete often and you do this? And I have ran marathons, but... I absolutely hate running races. And now you've said you hate running a few times in this conversation. But <laughs> well, you keep doing it. I don't it. like races. I don't like okay. races. But I still do them at times. But like it is still for my head. When still. is the point where you think, oh my God, I feel so, like, okay, so it's the, the thought of it can be tricky and, you know, and maybe during it. Or is there a point that you reach in the middle of a run or when you get into the car? What's the point when you go, oh my God, I'm so glad I did that? Um, yeah, that's a tricky do you pu- one. Do you push a barrier? Sometimes I find with exercise, sometimes you can get, you get through this kind of invisible barrier that you're like, you you know, you're so tired and then all of a sudden you get, you get this other surge of energy that can kind of carry you through. You yeah, know? absolutely. Um, so I think the fresh air, once you, the hardest step, like everything, is getting, the out, first getting out the front mm-hmm. door. Yeah, absolutely. And starting it. And, you know, you have people saying all the time, I just can't run. I'm not a runner. I just can't run. But everyone can run. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Everybody can run. Um, I just it just does something different from, yeah, from the early steps, like, you know, it would often take me a kilometre or two to relax a little bit. It depends on your day. And, you know, if and you go to the gym, your... yeah, you're 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 probably a little bit uptight for yeah. the first for the first while and talking to yourself and talking yourself out of it. And and then you just settle into it. And yeah, some days now you could you'd feel like you could stay you could stay running, <laughs> run away from everything. <laughs> How many kilometers would you do now? Um, so I probably run five to six days a week. I could run, <gasps> I could run up to 80k a week. Oh, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. So you, you just, you kept running. You I just kept, kept going. I kept running. Like that day, 
like I oh man that day I remember it I remember it so well and so much around that time is a blur um I just it just released I don't know what in me I I literally bawled and bawled and bawled and bawled in the car but it wasn't like oh Lorena stop crying stop crying stop crying you have to stop crying I needed to and I felt oh my god I felt so much lighter after it and that would still happen to me the odd time I would be emotional after a run I was going to say and I think that's important to mention as well um, nothing gets fixed you're always going to be grieving yeah absolutely uh, someone so important in your life and that never it's just learning how to deal with it and do you have those types of runs you, even now eight years later yeah yeah absolutely no and I'm not here to say that running will fix you because no. nothing, nothing you said that off air you. and I said we're not going to say that because um, you're absolutely right but yeah but has it helped me absolutely tremendously it really really has um, yeah I'd still have those days and it's not it's not that I sit back into the car after a run or I come home and sit on the couch and say and think about my life and cry it's not that it's a release and you know I suppose there's so much research done on you know endorphins and what exercise of any sort does for you um, but it, I, like I suppose I would have read all those things for many years but I never really realised how, how accurate it is you know, I wouldn't be sitting there feeling sorry for myself and just crying after coming in from a run. It, it's something that happens. It just it just evokes a, a release of some sort yeah. in you, which yeah. is bananas. So maybe give it a go if you're, I mean, if you're very sadly going through something like you've been through or going through grief at the moment, uh, the loss of a parent or a child or a loved one or anybody in your life. What would you say to them now, anybody going through that at the moment? Um, look, obviously it's very busy and depending on somebody's life, like I had two very young children I you know had to get family help I had to get babysitters I had to get this and that but when I realised what running was doing for me I was willing to pay a babysitter to come in and sit with them for an hour like they can mind themselves for an hour or so now but like my sisters were great I used to drop them over for an hour or two you know just find something it's you know it's self-care as much as anything else it's to it's to get yourself time on your own it's a distraction and I know some people would say what well, are you just blocking it out you're not like you're dealing you need, with it you're dealing with it like you need you need distractions um so yeah I would just say buy a decent pair of runners uh Actually, to start off, I wouldn't even buy a decent pair of runners, just use what you mm -hmm. have. Lace up and yeah, the hardest step is getting out the front door. Like you might run from here, you know, to, you know, half a kilometre down the road, walk for a few minutes, run again, but just give it a try. And I would give it a try more than once. No time pressure, no distance pressure. Just, just see what it does. See what it does for you. Now, it's not, it's not going to fix you overnight. Absolutely not. But I would be very surprised if it didn't help in some so in some small way. Well said. A lot of texts coming in on 51552. Somebody said, absolutely, 100% agree. It's hard, it hurts, but it makes me a better wife. It makes me a better mother. It switches off the overthinking in my brain. Um, this lady is a powerhouse, an absolute inspiration, wishing her only good things. Um, thank you so much for telling your story. I know it's it's not easy, but I think you've probably helped a lot of people. And I just want to say, of course, if you need to talk to someone, you can go to rt.ie forward slash helpline. Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit leahhealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always.